0: good to see you guys. I've been at home all day by myself, so it's good to see people. But I was at home all day because I was reviewing and just seeing what got had and just rewriting and erasing and going back over. Um, So I'm a little emotional, so if I cry tonight, just kind of ignore that and bear with me. But um, I'm good. So uh, yeah, welcome to Chi Alpha. I'm Jacqueline Rankin. I don't know why I said it so fancy, but... (laughs) I am married to Jake in the back, and um, I love Chi Alpha, so I'm glad you're here, Um, but I also love Jesus, and we have this theme verse that kind of encompasses both, and so we can go ahead and share that. You can uh, say it with us if you know it, because most of you do, but because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. First Thessalonians 2.8. That's right. (laughs) So tonight, we're going to talk about Jesus, and... uh, (laughs) And we're going to talk about community a little bit, but kind of like a separation of those two. So anyway, um, a little bit about me. I grew up, um, I'm an adult now, but anyway, (laughs) I grew up going to church. And... uh, and some of you may not have, and that's okay, but I grew up going to church. Um, I, I did the things, right? So I grew up with my parents taking me to church on Sunday. Um, I went to a Christian school all the way through high school. And yes, we went to church during that. Uh, we had religion class, we did all the things. And so, you know, you could look at my calendar. We talked about priorities last week, and you can kind of see that, it, that maybe Jesus was a priority in my life. Maybe Jesus was a priority in my family. And not in my life, or maybe church was our priority. Um, Maybe that's what really was the priority. So, um, you know, I went through through life with those things growing up. But yet, like even though I was there and I was doing those things, I was still like heavy in insecurity, like so many insecurities. I was like literally buried in so much sin, like secret sin, sin I didn't even know was sin yet. Uh, I hadn't read the Bible, so how would I know? you know, I went to church, but I didn't read the Bible, so I don't really know where that comes in, but uh, yeah, <laughs> and I was honestly just seeking and striving for a lot of people's approval, um, even for God's approval, um, and that continued in college, and so, you know, like, there's there's freedom in college, uh, but yet I, I chose church, so I found Chi Alpha, and I did the things again. I. I added more things. I started reading the Bible. Uh, that was new for me. And I started meeting with Kim, which that was cool and new. Um, but yet one more person in my life that I was seeking approval from um, that I I could disappoint at some point in my life. Um, and so like, yeah, these are the priorities. But there was so much like reliance on what other people thought of me or reliance on like, I got to do the things because this is what is going to get me my destination. It's going to get me to heaven, right? Um, I could i could look back and probably say there was moments where I didn't know who God was. Um, I didn't know who Jesus was or what that even meant. I was just hearing about him. I was in proximity to the places where he was supposed to be. Um, and so maybe you've been there, or maybe, um, you know, there's this one story I have where <laughs> uh, I was about to graduate college, so I was still kind of continuing to carry some of these things with me. And uh, sorry, my mouth's really dry. I'm not usually up here and I'm a little nervous. But <laughs> anyway, so there, there's this time when I was praying about my future like some of you guys do and probably are currently doing as always because we're always just wondering what God has for us or what we should be doing if, if we want to do that. Um, and I was about to graduate college. I don't know exactly when, but it was in that last semester, probably the whole semester. And like, this was the big thing that Kim and I were talking about was my future. And I wanted her to tell me what to do. <laughs> I didn't want to make that decision. I didn't know how to make that decision. Um, there were times when I had relied on God. There were times when I was very much relying on people, um, and I, I I, wanted, you know, those things, and I wanted her to tell me what to do. Um, you might have been there. You might have been in a place where you wanted someone to tell you what to do, and you were relying on, like, Kind of Jesus, but also on people, also on community. Um, Maybe like if you didn't grow up in church or anything like that, like there's reliance on like what the world has for you to do. Like you want to live up to those things. You want to live up to the timeline of well, I got to get engaged by this point to be married by that age, and then I have to have a house by that age. But that means my career has to make this much money, and that mean oh man, (laughs) like that's a lot. And those things were on my mind too. and I, I don't know, those things are true. Uh, th- that's what the world says for us. And so there's all these responsibilities to live up to. There's all these things that we can prioritize, like we talked about last week. Um, so maybe you've been there uh, where, you know, you've been on a break, um, winter break or summer break, and, and you don't have community. You don't have somebody to tell you, their, tell you what to do. You don't have somebody to walk to service with you. You don't have somebody to um, even do a one-on-one with you because it's break. What do we do, you know? Who are we viewing viewing is responsible for our relationship with God? Um, And I I just think about this because I don't want us to get to a point when we graduate um, and we're five, 10, 15 years down the road and we look back and we say that, number one, college was the peak of our relationship with God. <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> like, if college is, like, the best years of your life, that's fun. But there's so much more. So um, I don't want you to look back and, and say that. But I also don't want us to look back and and be like, well, Chi Alpha was no longer there for me. My church was no longer there for me. Like, this is why I ended up this way. Like, you know, um, because we're we' have this this thought of well, I'm viewing Kim as my like responsibility to relationship with God, or i'm I'm viewing my church as like they're gonna keep me in this, like they're gonna keep me going like they're gonna fill me up on the scripture like I'm gonna be good to go all right, well, let's see what Jesus has to say because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that you are only going to be as close to Jesus as you wanna be um yeah, and uh. <laughs> That was something that I had to realize, too, and so I want to take a look at the scripture um, because I don't want us to only be in community. Like, community, I'm not saying don't go to church. I'm saying be with people who love Jesus, but you are also responsible for your relationship with Jesus. So we're going to jump in, but I'm going to take a drink real quick. Yeah, so... We're gonna read some red letters, um, which in the Bible sometimes there's red letters. This is Jesus' words, okay? Like this is straight from the source himself. Um, so John 15. Uh, we're gonna read verses one to eight. If you want to turn to that or have your phone out, um, I'm just gonna read all of it and then we'll kind of discuss it a little bit. But these are Jesus' words on this idea of who's responsible of of what happens in our life. So. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So, what do we see here? Well, okay, we have a vine. That's Jesus. He's going to represent Jesus. (laughs) We have the gardener. That's God the Father. There's the branches. These represent people who have decided to follow Jesus. They're disciples of Jesus. And then there's the fruit. So, Fruit grows when a disciple wants to become more like Jesus. Uh, the fruit can be characteristics of Jesus that you're taking on, like love and his joy and his peace, his self-control, like the way that he, the way that he walks his life. Um, or it could also just simply be people that you have influenced because of the fruit in your life that they then know Jesus too. So disciples. Um, so let's walk through some of the relationships that we're seeing here. So we've got the Father, he's the gardener, he's the grower, he's the creator. Um, and he and Jesus are already pretty tight, right? <laughs> like him, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God the Father, like they're the Trinity, they're, who, they're, they're God. Um, and so like the way to have relationship with the gardener, the way to have relationship with the Father is only through Jesus. Um, they've already got that relationship and so when we come to Jesus, we get to have relationship with God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then moving down a little bit, we'll get to some more relationship in a second, but it talks about, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. So, he's all we need. That's confirming. Like, Jesus is all we need. Um, Later on, it says, apart from you, you can do nothing. So, literally, the way to the Father is through him. And so, you probably, maybe, have had a time where you decided to follow Jesus. Like, that's awesome. Uh, Like, that's what he wanted for you. Like, that's what he's saying. Like, you can now have a relationship with him. Um, And you were saying, I'm going to turn from my old life to my new life of following Jesus. You had a choice. You said yes to that choice. But there's more. He says in verse 4, remain in me as I also remain in you. When you made that decision and you received the forgiveness for sin and you agreed to be his disciple, disciple meaning a learner, a follower of Jesus, like you want to actually walk the same walk that he walked um, and you want to do the things that he has for you, you're his disciple. And so now he says you have a choice to remain in me or not to remain in me. There's a responsibility there on our part as disciples, (coughs) excuse me, to intentionally maintain that relationship with God and he promises to remain in you as well. Like that's encouraging. So there's different outcomes to remaining and not remaining in him. And I think we should probably cover those because if you're trying to figure out, if you're a disciple and you wanna actually continue that next step of remaining in him for the rest of your life, we should probably know like the outcomes. So, the first one that we'll talk about is in verse 6, and it says, If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Oh, gosh. So, um, (laughs) like, when you read that, it's like, okay, Jesus, like, I just want to take that part out. Like, I don't want to see that. Um, But the truth is, like, he's the only way. And so, if you don't remain in him, it's not just the one-time decision it's a lifelong relationship. Like it's not just a quick, cool, I get into heaven, this is like my religion now. No, you have to remain in him. And so we have to consider it. Because ultimately, this is where the free will shows up. That the person gets to choose to stay with him or to step away from him. He's the source of life, and so that person chooses to step away from eternal life. And honestly, this probably doesn't happen overnight. That's why we're talking about this, because, like, it's a day-by-day maintaining of a relationship. And so if day-by-day we let that relationship with him dwindle and we don't take priority with him, we don't have, like, we let other responsibilities come in the way, then we are then not choosing to be close to Jesus. And I don't know about you, but that's real sad and I don't want to think about it, but I know that we have a way to prevent that, okay? Um, And so there's hope. In verse seven and eight, it says, Jesus says to his disciples that if we literally remain in him, he will be with us. He will remain in us. Um, And then later it talks, in in eight, it talks about the the father being glorified because the way we choose to live our life. We get to make him happy. We get to please him. We get to um, just like live for him. Um, And so, that we're bearing fruit we're becoming more like him we're impacting people around us but there's a process even for those of us who do choose to remain and so he says in verse 2 he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful okay so more cutting off and things that just don't sound good but Here's the thing, like, it's kind of like a yikes whenever I read that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, he's going to prune me, like, even if I am bearing fruit. Let's go a little bit deeper. He says, if you remain in me as a disciple, like, he's going to shape you, and a life. your life is going to look like his. So, of course, there's going to be things that he wants to cut off, like, there's the sin and the yuck, and like, that's immediate, like, that's when you chose to follow him, like, you were accepted, you were clean, like it says you were clean, and I know we know this, but here's the thing: the process is not just in that moment; it's for our entire life. Um, and so, like, there's times whenever he like wants to work in us and he wants to grow us, but you have to give him that choice. Like, you have to actually allow him to do that in your life. And so, at times, like, there's there's hurts and there's things that we have to like lay aside and give up, and there's things that like like it will hurt because we're being pruned. And even times when he allows things to happen to us and in our lives. we got to remember, like, who is the gardener? Who is the vine? Like, it says true. He's a true friend. He's a good gardener, and he's a good father. So he does this because he loves us, and he, he wants to help us become more like him. So there's things that are going to go away and things that we're going to add in. It's for our benefit. And so some of you may not be convinced yet. That's okay. We're going to talk about this a little bit more. So the phrase to cut off in the Greek <laughs> means... I can't say it, but it's arrow, A-I-R-O, I'm going to say arrow, um, and it usually means, so here it means like cut off is kind of the English word we see, typically, and how we can kind of look at this is that it usually means to raise up, to elevate, to lift from the ground, like a lifting that preserves, a lifting that wants to take us to help or give us help. So it's not that he's just cutting things out of your life or making you do things, it's he wants to grow you, and so there's things like dead leaves that he wants to kick, take off of you, but there's also branches that he wants to elevate and get out of the muck and get out of the gross things, get away from the bugs. Like the things that are in our life, the low places of selfishness and bitterness or the things that, like pride and anger, rebellion. Like those were immediate whenever we chose to follow him, but those things linger in our life at times, and so he wants to cut those off. But he also wants to lift us away and bring us closer to confidence in Jesus, and trust in him, and take away the things like fear, and doubt, worry, depression, discouragement, self-loathing. So he wants to literally like garden you, and grow you, and elevate you. And this, I like words, so this uh, continuous, this like In the moment, instant, but also continuous and ongoing process is called sanctification. So the Holy Spirit comes in. He's not particularly mentioned, but the Spirit of Jesus is the one who does this. Sanctification is literally just being more like him, growing in spiritual maturity. And so we're talking about maturity this semester. This is how we do it. You are only as close to Jesus as you want to be. So maybe you had a decision a couple years ago. Maybe last semester, whatever that looked like maybe when you were a kid, but how are you actually becoming closer to him now? How are you letting, because it's a partnership, you let the Holy Spirit sanctify you and work in you, and the more that we're yielding to him and we're obedient to him, like, and letting him do this, the faster he's going to grow fruit in our life, because he's doing the work, and that's hopeful. So, anyway, then it talks about, like, bearing fruit and the pruning part of that. Well, why is he pruning things that are good? Why is he pruning fruit? Like why is he pruning branches that are producing fruit? Well, here's the thing. we talked about last week, there's good, but there's great. and he's pruning the good out of your life. He wants to prune those things, those those branches that maybe got a little stubborn, those like qualities of you that are like growing in a different direction that you're like, ooh, I want to like go this way whenever God's telling you to go this way like, might be good things that is in your life or maybe it's it's become a pride in your life and so he wants to cut that out so the thing is he wants to keep the things that are healthy and when branches are healthy and they're not being pruned they're going to be flexible they're going to be more teachable they're going to be less rigid less stubborn and so we're actually going to be willing to grow so he leaves that part so that the holy spirit can use it and grow fruit in our lives He prunes us from the hurts in our life, but he also leaves the great stuff. A mature Christian clings to the vine like their life depends on it, because it does. Like when you remain in him, he remains in you, but it's your choice to remain in him. I would hope that you'd wanna cling to that vine. That while yes, we can have community and rely on community, but there's times whenever we're not in community. Like, what happens when you go on spring break next week? It's up to you. No one's watching. No one's there to invite you. Also summer, or when you graduate, like, you know, cling to the vine. So, how do we do this? Like, how do we actually live this out? Like, what all is this saying for us? Part of it I've described, but there's even more specifics here. So, like, going back to my story a little bit, like, Kim... I was relying on Kim to give me an answer. And I was doing all the right things that I thought I should be doing. I was even reading my Bible. I was praying. But was I actually being intimate with Jesus? Was I actually letting him speak to me? Was I actually wanting to hear from him? Did I trust him? Because here's the thing. Intimacy with Jesus doesn't come from just doing. It comes from obeying. And so if we're just doing all the right things, you can live your life without actually being close to him without actually being really you might know him from a distance you might know about him but knowing about him is different than knowing him and so when we're obedient when we actually are bearing fruit and doing the things that he asks us to do that's when we get closer to him so how do we remain and this this word in this in scripture is sometimes abide how do we like abide and here's the thing i'm not just talking about like a little like time slot in your calendar. Like I'm really glad we talked about that last week because we need that. But what are you doing in that time? And what are you doing in the everyday? Like are you including him into all parts of your life? The things that you don't really wanna talk about, the things that are secret, the things that you just wanna go your own way with. Because if you're just doing those things and you're still going to church, like you gotta walk in obedience. What is he asking of you? So it's, it's like this. To remain to abide in him is to never let a day go by where you don't think about him. Never let a day go by where you don't invite his presence in. um, Where you personally are making an intentional connection with the source of life. To know how to continue to live the next day, to continue to live your life. So we're staying in constant connection with him, constant contact with Jesus. And so you're going to arrange your life around your top priority which we talked about last week, I know, but this gives you a chance to not forget him, to not forget what it's like to experience him, and to have openings where you get to have new experiences, and Kai Alpha gets to do that, like, we get to provide worship for you to actually be with Jesus, Bible study, where you get to read the Bible on your own, but then talk about it, and then discuss Bible, like, literally scripture in, in small group, we provide community, And those things are awesome, and they're great, and they are encouraging, and they are something I hope you continue with the rest of your life. But only you will be as close as you want to be to Jesus. And so what are you doing in those times at small group? Are you actually investing and wanting to know about Jesus? Because going through the motions is not going to cut it. He's going to cut all your branches off. There's not going to be a lot of fruit there. And so continue to be sharpened in small group and encouraged in those times. But we have to think about, like, your church, your ministry, your friends, like, they're not, even your family, they are not your salvation. They are not the way that you get to heaven. Immaturity is evidenced by remaining in him, by taking time to be with him, like, choosing to be with him and face the things. Like, he is the answer to all the things that you have questions about. What I mean by abiding is over spring break, I want you, whether you need to put it in your calendar or or just know when you're going to do it, like the things you've been wrestling with, the things you've been thinking about, bring it to him. The things you have doubts about or questions or maybe even just something fun that you want to look up in scripture because you just don't know much about it, you haven't really had time this semester to do it, like dig in and actually give him the things and like tell him the things that you're thinking about. Give him the worries, give him the fears. Continue to actually, like, wrestle with this with Jesus because he wants you to be real. He wants the real stuff to be there. Everything else is going to get pruned away. (laughs) Let me tell you, I've been there. (laughs) So it's not just doing the right things on the outside. It's remaining in him and actually, like, having a real relationship. That, like, this whole day by day, it's going to build and you're gonna be able to bear fruit. And some of you do, and that's awesome. Many, hopefully all of us are, but to bear more fruit, to actually bring disciples, have disciples, bring more people to Jesus, to where college is not just the ultimate time that we had, that when we're 50, we're bringing people to know Jesus because we've actually remained with him and we've spent time with him alone when no one was watching. We did it not to have the approval of somebody else, but because we love him. And we care for him in the same way that he cares for us. And so, you know, ultimately it says that apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. And that's kind of a, an out there, like, bold statement. Like, that's a, what is that called? Like, a black and white statement. Like, apart from him, we can do nothing. Which, real quick, grammar um, and spelling thing there. Apart, when it's put together, means that you are a part of it. A part means that you are not a part of it. So, I don't know why English is like that, but (laughs) when you are a part, like, so when you're with him, (laughs) like, that's when we can do something. Um, And so, he's the one who gives us breath. He's the one who gives us life. He's the one who gives us purpose. He provides for us. He guides us. Like, all these things. Like, he loves you. And the moment that you chose to follow him, you didn't have to win his approval. Like, you were already accepted. You were clean. But now, you get to go and do that for other people. You get to bear fruit. That's the awesome thing about this is that when you reign in him, he will provide an abundance of fruit in your life. He will make you the person you never thought you could be. He will take you on a journey of joy and fun that you never thought you could be on. Like all those things that we strive for, we don't have to. Because Jesus is showing us here that like, fruitfulness is not about attainment. It's not about this perfection for striving or maybe proving ourselves as worthy or trying to do any of it alone without him. It's about attachment to the vine. And so it's not about us being better. It's about us belonging. And we belong to him and we attach ourselves to him. and We keep attaching ourselves to him day after day, making sure that we are genuinely thinking about him and want him in our life and include him in our life. We belong to him. He's going to grow us. And he's going to bring us with him into eternal life. It's not going to stop when we die. He's going to bring us in. And so you are only as close to Jesus as you want to be. And if you don't stay close to him, that's on you. But if you do, man, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) And I can't wait to see it. And we're already seeing it. But I want you guys to remain in him over spring break. I want you to remain in him in the summer. I want you to take this as your own responsibility to mature with him. Take the things we've learned this semester and move in them, like actually put them into your life. And at the end of these verses, there's like more that comes. Um, (laughs) It goes to verse 17, but uh, I didn't wanna dig into all that tonight. But he talks about his love for you. He talks about how when you are a disciple of him and you follow him, you're his friend. Like a friend who's true he cares for you and so i just wanted to finish with this i know i didn't read this verse tonight so you can go and read it yourself if you want to but it was on my heart so the man on the cross that was next to jesus if you've read those if you haven't i'll explain there was two men next to jesus hanging on crosses with him crucified died that day with him and the one man cried out to jesus And he said, he basically admitted his sin. He said that he had messed up, that Jesus was perfect. And he said, take me into your kingdom. He knew that kingdom wasn't just earthly. He knew that kingdom was eternal. He knew that it was, like, literally we can have relationship with him. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. What did that man do? Like, he literally just turned to Jesus. Because we can't do it apart from him. He remained in him for a couple of hours, <laughs> we get to remain in him. Like, we don't know if we have tomorrow. I know we talked about that last week. We, we don't know if we have tomorrow. But the possibility of having an entire lifetime, you get to remain in him every day. You get to build on that reliance with him. And so that man, it wasn't just because he was in the right place at the right time. It wasn't just because he was, like, near Jesus in proximity at the church. It wasn't like because he wasn't out of church. And it wasn't like he was, um, you know, just doing the things in order to get himself there. And again, it wasn't the right place at the right time. It, it it wasn't the surrounding area or or even like a right like mindset. It was a heart. Like he spoke up. He took the responsibility to bring up his sin and to actually like think of his own eternity. And he turned to the one who has all the answers. That's what he did. And he continued, like Jesus continues to give us life the same way that he brought that man eternal life. And so that's what I've got for us today. Remain in Jesus over spring break. You are only as close to him as you want to be. And that's as close as you'll ever be is when you take those steps with him. So cling to the vine. Cling to the source of life. He is Jesus.